Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Saints Hour. Mike Austin, we are joined by Jeff Ireland, the Vice President, Assistant General Manager of College Personnel. Mickey Loomis, the Executive Vice President and General Manager, is in Dallas at the NFL League meetings and Given the uh, what I'm quite sure is the topic, which will be officiating for every minute of those meetings, I'm sure he'd probably rather be here uh, doing this show. But he's he's in Dallas, which actually helps me a little bit because Mickey's very humble and you know doesn't like to talk about himself a lot and what he accomplished uh, on Sunday, what the team accomplished really with the victory over Carolina. He got his 200th victory, uh, 200 and 151, 570. Uh, winning percentage, Al Davis, Jerry Jones. So there's some owners on the list. He's he's one of nine. I know you've seen the list, and I know you've been around this game such a long time. There's really some that are still active, Bill Belichick. Uh, but 200, and it it took it takes a few days to kind of let that settle in uh, from, from a general manager standpoint to get that notch on your belt. And everybody else pretty much in the Hall of Fame. Well, it does. You know, there's an old adage, and I don't know how old it is, but it's true. It's very difficult to win in this league and win consistently. And so when I got the word that we were close to 200, man, I was just like, whoa, (laughs) that's an unbelievable accomplishment. You know, for someone to, number one, have the tenure to be able to get to that number, but to win that many games in the league is an, an, an unreal accomplishment. And like you said, a lot of those guys are in the Hall of Fame or will be in the Hall of Fame. And I think this is Hall of Fame worthy. Um, I told him that in a note, and I truly believe that. it's um, And just the way he's gone about his business is Hall of Fame worthy. So, I, you know, <clears throat> Mickey's going to be mad at me for saying some of these things you know, on air and recorded because he's such a humble, um, you know, he doesn't like, he does not like to take credit for things. Um, he really kind of, <clears throat> you know, points to other people that have, that have uh, gotten us to those wins. It's, it's a team, it's a team, you know, organization. It's a team win. Everything's a team win. It takes so many people to get to that, that way. And, and, and that's why I feel like he needs, you know, some, um, some, some attaboys, you know, from, from other people, because I look, I've been a GM, uh, I've been in this league for 20, 28 years and it's difficult. Uh, that job is a difficult, difficult job. You're managing 
some very dynamic personalities, uh, not only players, but coaches and, and personnel people and trainers and doctors and, and, you know, and, and ownership, you know, my, my goodness. So I know I'm rambling on and on, but uh, man, I'm just so proud of him and proud of this organization and, um, and humbled to be a part of, uh, of his hall of fame career. No, you're right. That's why I was glad to have you because I knew I would, you know, Mickey would have, that would have been about a 30 second uh, response because he would move right on to the team. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm glad to be able to give him uh, those accolades. And it was a, a big win for this football team, 28 to six. You know, you got four games left, two at home, two on the road, all in the NFC, two against the division, one at home, one at road on, on the road. And, you know, you, you, Deuce and I talk about it all the time, you stack success, stack wins and you know what this team has been doing you know at least most recently continue to do the right things red zone get turnovers stuff like that and just keep trying to eliminate the mistakes and see what happens yeah there's no doubt there's no doubt we we needed that win very badly um we've been putting some some things on the tape you know on on the football field that were pretty positive just couldn't finish drives couldn't finish in the red zone um you know, it's 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 a it's a missed assignment here. It's an alignment here. It's a you know, it's this, that and the other. They're all small things. But, you know, look, again, like I said before, it's a team. It takes 11 guys on offense, 11 guys on defense, 11 guys on special teams has to be the right play call. And and we've been moving the ball, um, you know, but these are all these are all winnable games that we have coming down the pike. Um, and uh, we need to just focus on, you know, winning the next one. Uh, and then stacking that, you know, up with the last one. And um, got a very good opportunity in front of us. I think we control our own destiny if we just do the things that we need to do. Um, but it won't be easy. I mean, I watched the Giants game last night. They look like they've uh, uh, got a little momentum and uh, they're playing pretty well. So we got a formidable opponent coming up and, you know, looking forward to it. Yeah, it's going to be a big game, and it was a big game last night. They had won two straight. Green Bay had won three straight, and you know it's it's it, it might have started as kind of a a joke a few weeks ago, but Tommy DeVito, Tommy Cutlets, whatever you want to call them, you know what I mean? It's kind of folklore in New York in in, in, a, in a short amount of time. The fact of the matter is, you know, he's won three straight games. He's had five touchdowns, no interceptions. He ran it ten times for seventy-one yards. So last night so it, it, it ain't folklore and it ain't no joke it's a guy in the nfl who played at syracuse and illinois so you know he's he, there, there are guys that we don't we didn't know about brock purdy for god's sakes right yeah. we don't know about don't mean they're any they aren't good no that's a, that's very right and, and the, the main thing was uh no interceptions and no sacks and you know the giants have given up some sacks uh over the last uh oh you know half a dozen games and and they didn't give up any sacks last night they uh they they moved the ball in a positive fashion and and he was efficient and they've got some young skill that have that have come onto the onto the scene that are developing so uh, they're very they're very uh, competent team you know I, I I've been with uh, the GM and and their head coach uh, Joe Shane was under my tutelage in Miami and and Brian Dayball we hired as an offense coordinator under Tony Sperano and so I know know the head coach and the GM very well um, and they're very very smart people and. And I, I know they'll have their team ready to play. And I know we could probably say this every year after, you know, 13 weeks in week 14, that it's, wow, it feels like a crazy year, right? You got four teams that are 10 and three, right? Push them off to the side. 
Then you got 16 teams at eight and five, seven and six, six and seven. So you got these teams that are eight and five that are that are they're having a you know wondrous season. And then but two games back, you have these six and seven teams, and there's a lot more six and seven than eight and five. It is just a the bunch in the middle seems bigger and with more quality teams than ever before. Just the way the NFL wants it. Oh heck yeah. They couldn't have written this up in a script better. Yeah. Look, it's, uh, you know, parody is, uh, is here and it's here to stay. Um, You know, the talent level in in our league is so close Um, and, and coaching matters, certainly coaching matters and, and, and players, players matter. And uh, you got to have a great coach and you got to have great players and you got to have good plan. Um. You know, but that's what makes the NFL so great is that you it's a 17 week season and you got to play every single one of them with the same amount of importance and you got to come to play. And um, those teams that are 10 and three, they've they've just put out a little bit more consistent product than uh, than the teams that are in the middle. And, um, you know, and that's what we're all looking for is that consistency and that confidence to come out week in and week out and put a good product on the field. And uh, we've been close to being consistent. We just haven't been there, but uh, um, we feel like we're closer than we ever been. And, you know, the win helps and, and uh, we're looking forward to uh, going to put out a really good consistent product this week versus the Giants. Back with Saints Vice President and Assistant General Manager Jeff Ireland after this. This is the Saints Hour on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. With Jeff Ireland, Vice President, Assistant General Manager of College Personnel. And as we kind of switch gears a little bit, I, and I want to make it clear because it is true. And we're going to talk, talk a little bit about your job as college personnel, but your, your focus is 2023. Your focus is these final four games. Your focus is the NFC South. But the truth of the matter is, you're also the director of college personnel. You, you, this is bowl season. We got we got NIL. We got new coaches. We got the transfer portal. It's it's as crazy in college football as it's as it's ever been. And as we kind of go down that road, the, the point of the is 
you're still working with the Saints in 2023. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh you know the 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 job of of 2023 and and uh in this football team is uh first and foremost and and uh that's really all we that's all we really care about and we're obsessed with winning in this league and if we were not obsessed with winning we're in the we're in the wrong business but uh but uh my you know roles and responsibilities do um you know is to head up the the college draft my scouts are all in town right now we're going through um you know, about a thousand players and, and putting them in, in in the right places and 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 talking through their character and makeup and finding out the things that we need to learn in the next couple of months uh, leading into these, some of these all-star games and bowl games um, you know assigning guys to be at these all you know these bowl games you know coming up in the next couple of weeks and then all-star games that come up about a month later and so it's an ongoing uh you know um, assessment of football players and but yet you know, getting ready for, you know, um, the Giants is, um, you know, certainly our, our coaches and and our players are certainly that's first and foremost and probably the only thing on their minds. One of the things that we I I actually did not know until I kind of really went, I mean, scoured the, the media guide is that we your scouting department, I don't know, it's got to be 15, 20 people. I mean, it's nine years, 21 years, 17 years, nine years, 12, 15, eight, seven, five. I mean, for that job, which always feels like a stepping stone to something, to have that kind of, uh, you know, job, you know, uh, experience, that, that, that feels extraordinary to me, is that if I were to look at 31 other teams, I feel like those numbers are extraordinary. Well, they are. You know, we had a dinner the, uh, the other night and, you know, I kind of gave up and gave a little a little talk to my guys, and I kind of wanted to recognize some of those guys that had a lot of tenure and and um, you know, kind of raised my hand. I've got twenty eight. Uh, it's my twenty ninth season in the league, twenty eight years, um, twenty eight drafts, and and like who 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 in the room has more experience than that? You know, like I'm, I'm bragging and and shoot four of my guys raised their hand. You know, and you know Scott Campbell's been a former you know VP of the Washington. Commanders, Redskins back in the day, and he had 42 years of experience. And um, Mike Ball had 30, I think 31 years of experience. And Terry Wooden had, you know, a little less than 20 something. But I said, well, throw in your playing career. He goes, oh, I got 33, you know. So, you know, playing does matter and coaching matters. And, um, you know, I'm very blessed to have a very tenured, experienced staff. You know, you don't have to teach things over and over, they know what we're looking for. I think one of the key things that makes Mickey so special is he believes in continuity and I do as well. And so we've had a pretty, um, you know, consistent group of, of scouts, you know, Cody Rager, Mike Ball, Terry Wooden, you know, the, and the rest of the area scouts, um, you know, have been with me pretty much this, you know, I've hired a couple of guys, but most of the guys that were here um, when I got here and, um, you know, just blessed to have that kind of experience and, and knowledge of, of football and, and scouting in itself. How has the job changed just in the last few years with the transfer portal, people, guys not playing in bowl games, NIL, I don't, you know, that's a whole separate probably conversation, but just the transfer portal with coaches and players and guys moving around and, and, and how you look at bowl games, which maybe, you know, years ago would have been the thing. And now, you know, it's, it's hard to find guys that are playing. Yeah, it's changed. It's certainly changed. And, um, you know, it's it's um, 
it's 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 hard to get it's hard to wrap your head around you know someone that's been doing it as long as i have you know you did it for 20 something years a certain way technology improved but now you have the player that you know he's got his uh his mind is on pro football his mind is making money his mind is taking care of his family which is which are all you know admirable things uh, i'm not saying there's anything wrong with it you know, but um, it, it does change our world because, uh, you know, you may go to a school and or go to a game like next week and, you know, three players aren't playing. Um, that was something we frowned upon, frowned at, you know, several years ago. Now it's the norm. You know, uh, I can't say that I agree with it. Um, some guys need to play in that in that in that uh, in that bowl game. Some guys need to show every opportunity that they need that they can to show us that they're you know, good football players, that they're that they're competitive. Some guys. It wouldn't change our evaluation if you played or not, you know. So every player is probably different in that regard. You know, the portal. You know, a lot more guys are. You know, I, I've said this to several head coaches in the national in the college football is that, you know, we went about 15 years with the junior the junior class, the guys that have to declare for the draft. For 15 years straight, that number kept increasing. And then, and then all of a sudden, the, the portal comes into play, and that number last year dropped by about thirty. Right, they're making money in college, and so they don't they don't have to take that chance to come out into pros, right? That's exactly right. They're taking the guaranteed money with the NIL, and they're going back and getting more experience, um, which is a really a great thing because, because I've talked to, you know, a bunch of kids over the course of my career. A college coach will put them on the phone with me, and I'm said, "Look, man." You need to go back to school. You know, you need you need you need to be you need to be absolutely ready to get into our league to compete with grown men that know how to play this game. And just because you're some young hot star, uh, hot hot shot that that comes in from you know, wherever school doesn't mean you're a guaranteed a position on this football team. Every rookie is 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 shocked how competitive and how good the athlete is and how strong they are and how and how business-like this business is uh, and the pro mentality that you have to have to play in this league and be consistent in this league and have tenure in this league, uh, it's it's a little bit of a culture shock for them. And with coming up, you have the East-West Shrine Bowl. These are the kind of the NFL partner games. The Senior Bowl, of course, in, in Mobile, the HBCU Legacy Bowl. And one of the things I wanted to get your thoughts on, which I think is a brilliant move, and that they are going to allow underclassmen who have declared that get invited can still play in some of these all-star games. That, that wasn't the case before, but I think that's a really cool thing. Now, whether they get invited or not, I don't know, but just the ability to have that is a good thing. Well, I think it's a good thing because, it, it, you know, look, look, we're all looking to get to know, you know, the best players in the country. And some of the best players in, in college football are juniors. They're underclassmen. They're just, that's just the fact. And if they're going to be invited and they're going to declare for the draft and invited to these bowl games, and, and, and then we should let them go play. Um, there has been the rule in the past that if you were a junior and you graduated, you could, you could be invited to certain, you know, East West and, and senior bowl. Now you have not have to be graduated. You can come out uh, as a junior. So, um, I think it's a great thing. Uh, looking forward to um, you know seeing some of these juniors. I haven't seen a whole long list yet. I'm not sure they they put that out there yet uh, because well they haven't had the junior declaration day. That's for one. Um, 
but a lot of guys do declare in the media, but until that's final, you know, the mid-second. Uh, just check Twitter. Just check Twitter. Yeah, just check Twitter. See our ex. I've seen three of the guys this week that said they're coming out and now they're going back to school. So <laughs> it's hard to believe what you read sometimes. You bet. Need to take a break. Back with Jeff Ireland after this. You're listening to the Saints Hour on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. We are speaking with Vice President, uh, Assistant General Manager Jeff Ireland. Mickey Loomis is at the NFL owners meetings uh, in Dallas. And one of the things I'm sure they're talking about, and this is just, I'm not asking you to, I'm just, we're just talking. There's two guys talking football. So offensive offsides, they've had 13 calls in 2023. Uh, in the three years combined, they'd had seven. I, I it, it just seems... I don't know. I'm not even really talking about Kansas City Buffalo, but the whole thing just seems kind of strange to me. One, because we allow the receiver to ask the official if he's on sides. And then we had the Eric McCoy, who just does what every center does, picks up the ball and, you know, kind of sets it in his hands and, and offensive also. I'm like, they, it, it just needs, I need some explanations. <laughs> well, you know, I think what uh, what happened in the off season, and I don't know this for a fact, but I know how some of these the, these these things happen during the course of the off season. So, you know, we're calling defensive offsides if if they even put a helmet over the ball, we're calling defensive offsides, and our offensive coaches are are screaming at the official to call offense or defensive offsides. Um, and look, there's it's, there's no difference there. Um, you know, we had a call in our game this last week versus Carolina. We, you know, um, I think it was Brian Brisey who lined up offsides and either a one play or two plays later, um, you know, they call, they got called for an offensive offside. So it's getting, you know, it get called evenly. Um, but yet, you know, when it's egregious, they're, they they should call it if it's egregious. I mean, uh, I only – I only say that because you know you hear a lot about what the Kansas City Chiefs are saying in, in the media, but you're not having you're not hearing what the other team probably felt. 
look, uh, officiating is not, it's not perfect, you know, but those guys, those, those guys work hard. I know that. I know, I know the NFL, you can call offensive holding in every single play, but I think they do a really good job of, uh, of calling the right, right plays at the right time. And I know those guys, they come in our camp every year. They're great guys. They work their tail off. They educate us, you know, extremely well. They tell us what's the emphasis. And I, I'd be hard to, I'd be hard to, uh, uh, to, I mean, hard to think that they that wasn't an emphasis here, and I'm sure they've told us. Switch gears because this one is is interesting because you kicked in college, you kicked at Baylor, and so in 2014, when the back when the NFL still was at the 20, you know, extra points were 99.3 percent. So in 2015, they move it back to to a 33 yarder, and it drops automatically five percent. In 2021, it was 92.5 percent. Right now, it's about 93.7. My question is, because of your college scouting situation, why haven't we done something with the college game? We're not, though, it seems to me the college kickers should move back. Because you, I mean, how do you really, you're not doing apples to apples when you're looking at a college kicker extra point versus, a, you know, where he has to kick in the NFL. During my college kicking career, um, we had four or five rule changes during my four years that mimic the NFL. We went from the T to the ground um, with the uprights changed from college to pro. Um, we went from, you know, the 40 kickoff back to the 35, which is currently the, you know, the same level. So I'm just, I'm just kind of waiting for college to follow suit on this, on this extra point. I haven't heard them discuss it in a long, in, in a long time, or, or really, I haven't actually heard them discuss it. To be be honest with you, period. Um, but I'm just kind of waiting for that to happen, and we we'd like to see it happen because more just, you know, the, the more consistency you have in both college and pro, the the better vision that we have for the projection that we're about to make. You know, by drafting a kicker or signing a kicker into the NFL. When you kicked in 1988 for Baylor against Texas Tech in Lubbock. Did you did you play that game? Did you have two field goals in that game? I did. I missed both of them. Because you, you all you guys lost thirty to six, but I thought I thought you had two, you, uh, I couldn't find the box score. I only say yeah. that because I was there. I was covering Texas Tech at the time, and yeah. I'm I, I, we, you and I have talked about. This. You don't remember me missing the game? Nineteen eighty eight. Nah, I, I do remember going to the Baylor the Baylor game in Waco in nineteen eighty seven with a girl, a friend that is a girl, and I sat in the stands. In Waco, and that was my kind of one of my first Southwest Conference back in the day. Southwest Conference, yeah, sure. Experience of college football, man, it was amazing. It was an amazing experience with the you know the bear claw, everybody doing that. I mean, I, I you know I'm from Virginia, right? You know, we didn't we didn't have that. It was it was a it was a it was such a cool experience. Yeah, look, the the old Southwest Conference was really cool. You know, we. It was really, really cool to be able to play, you know, in college, you know, college, uh, Kyle Field and College Station. You played at the University yeah. of Texas. You played in Lubbock. You played at Arkansas. Um, you know, there were some really cool venues that uh, I was blessed to be able to play in. And, you know, we out of conference, we played at Nebraska. Um, we played at Georgia out of conference back in the day. So. You could have asked me about that field goal. And so, I didn't. I, I saw six points. I said I, I was taking a shot, and I, I you know, <laughs> I, I was like, well, you know. So finally, and again, I, I appreciate you allowing me just to kind of talk football with you know, because there, I think there's some interesting things, and it, it does 
center around the kicking game. And I'm wondering when, and maybe this didn't change, but I always thought there was a chart, right? When to go for two, when not to go for two, all this stuff. And so week three, Green Bay's down a couple of scores. They go for two on the first touchdown to be down six. We know what happened there. I'm not, not going there, but it happened yeah. again last night. Tennessee and Miami. And so they, they're down two scores. They go for two on the first touchdown. So they're down by six and score again. Now they're able to take the lead. I mean, that, that, that chart didn't say that five years ago, right? Please. Probably didn't. No, I agree. They probably didn't. But it's, it's, uh, I think the chart's saying that now. I've seen that chart. And I think that's uh, definitely saying it now. Just because I think it just, um, it's a little less pressure on the right call. I mean, like you, you have to really kind of two opportunities to get that, you know, and, um, and gosh, I mean, uh, I, I was actually watching the Giants game. I didn't actually see the, uh, you know, that two point conversion, but, um, but that's what the, that's what the chart's going to say for sure. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's, uh, charts usually not wrong. I mean, it's, it's all analytics and, um, you know, it's not just most so much gut feeling anymore, but, you know, if the, you know, I, I know, I know coaches though, if the, if the gut wasn't there, they wouldn't, they wouldn't, they wouldn't pay any attention to the, to the chart anyway. Well, Hey, you got four games left, my friend. I appreciate your time. You know, it's a, it is out there, right? I mean, it, it, six and seven, it, it is out there. Just keep, keep doing what you're doing. Good luck against the Giants uh, this weekend. And we'll talk soon. Mike, great talking to you. Thanks so much. Let's pause 10 seconds to let stations identify themselves here on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. And we'll keep our Jeff theme going. Saints sideline reporter Jeff Nowak will join us. We'll talk about the final four games and a whole lot more. Keep it right here on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome back to the Saints Hour. Mike Hoss now joined by Jeff Nowak, the Sideline reporter for the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network, and it was a good thing. We went, we talked to you a lot this past Sunday, but we didn't talk to you a lot about the blue tent, and that was a good thing. That <laughs> feels like that was the least amount of blue tent talk in a good way that we've had. Yeah, I don't think it went up on the Saints sideline once, which, you know, I, it definitely hasn't been the case in any other game this year, and I can't recall the last time I've gotten through an entire game without having to you know, look and be like, hmm, I wonder who's in there. I know what, uh, the the Panthers had at least one or two oh, yeah. injuries, but yeah, I, I know Brian Brzee was the only player who had any sort of hiccup from the health perspective. I think he was dealing with a shoulder thing. DA said it wasn't really anything, you know, significant. So, yeah, I mean, for a team that's been, uh, for lack of a better term, hamstrung with all of these injuries, over the last two weeks specifically, it's nice to not add any names to that pile, or at least like any that are obvious uh, coming out of that game. Right. Well, we'll learn more uh, tomorrow after after practice, but I, I agree with you and, and probably hopefully, you know, get get some guys back that 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 they that they need. I don't, I don't know how many times, you know, we I didn't ask Coach Allen about it, but there were like just so many times when you go when you went 
ah, this would be a taste and play. This would be a yeah. taste and play. This would be a taste and play. And it's just, I mean, that's kind of human nature is what it is. Uh, you know, probably better going into that game knowing you didn't have him as opposed to he gets hurt like in the first quarter, right? You have this whole game plan uh, built around him. So, you know, it's just kind of different. Yeah, and I think the the important thing that you got in that game that as long as you're without Taysom, you really need is Jamal Williams. Um, like because that's kind of been it, it kind of makes Jamal Williams redundant when you have Taysom because he's gonna be the goal line guy. Like it, it's it's weird to have two players that are kind of here to be that short yardage guy, or at least two players that are you know you would say that's one of their elite skills is they can pick up third and short, fourth and short. Well, when Taysom's not there, you you need, still need that, and that becomes Jamal Williams' job. And I think that was probably his best game of the year. I think he had yeah. eleven carries, forty something yards, three point nine yards a carry. And it's like you look at the Saints' running back room, and Alvin's always going to be Alvin, but you really haven't had that second, you know, punch behind it. You haven't had the two and the one-two punch because Taysom, as much as he's a part of the run game, it's not your traditional run game. It's not something that you can just say okay, we're going to just pound them and let's see if they can stop the run. When you run, go, go taste them. It's a very specific type of offense. You're running against a very specific type of defense that they're going to go to. Um, so I thought that was a good, you know, a good development. Hopefully you can get more of that because, you know, Taysom's he's got a foot injury and it's, it's always tough to project how long it's going to keep a guy out. Right. Especially with a guy who plays that physically, every time he touches the ball, you, it's like, he's going to take a hit. You don't know who it's going to be from or whether he's going to be the one delivering it, but it's never a soft jog out of bounds with Taysom. No, you're right. And we don't know a whole lot about foot, right? It's a yeah. broad, broad area. But I thought it was, and, and Deuce has, had talked about this during the broadcast even a couple of weeks ago, is was to get Jamal Williams on the outside, which they did a much better job of doing. And I've just felt like he ran, you know, really prior to this past game, his biggest run, which was a big one, was the 11-yard first down he picked up in week, week one. one in that Tennessee game that that solidified uh, the victory. Uh, same kind of thing with um, Nephi Sewell, right? So he's got had eight tackles, two tackles for a loss last week, and and you know playing more. Uh, that was against Detroit, and then you know I guess it's not a block; it's now called a fumble. Initially, it was a block, <laughs> but it, it was you go as I went and looked at it. You know, even prior to the coach's show yesterday, and that's where Coach Allen said, you know, it was a fumble. Uh, you look at it, I mean, it's, it's it's Johnny Hecker's foot, the football, and Nephi Sewell. They're all touching at the same time, all three things. That's that's rare, but, I mean, it, that, uh, he, he has really felt like to me, you know, the game slowed down enough. He's in the second year, and he just feels like, man, he's, he's getting it. Yeah, you know, it's the second time this year the Saints have blocked a punt, but they don't have credit for a, a block. Either one punt. of them, because the other one, the other one went ahead of the, the, the yard of scrimmage, right? Yeah, so it ended up being like a one-yard right. uh, gain on fourth down, right? Uh, it's kind of funny, because it's like, wh why are we, why can't we just say they're blocked punts? Like, who are we protecting? <laughs> um, you know, like, are we protecting the punter's stats here? Like, anyway, it's kind of like in baseball, this is a huge aside, but one of, the, one of my biggest pet peeves in baseball is that, if the if you like when you tip a ball into the catcher's mitt, it's still a strikeout. Why? Right. Why isn't it a foul ball that's caught? If I if I hit a ball up in the air and it's caught, 
It's a foul ball. It was just a, it was out. just a line drive catch. He caught a line drive as but opposed to a pop. If the catcher catches it off of the bat, then it's a strikeout. No, that doesn't make any sense. Or if the ball goes in the dirt and goes to the backstop, it's still a strikeout. Well, kind of, but anyway. So it's it's stupid. It's this that's just a dumb statistical thing. But now Nephi, you know, he's been a guy who this team likes, right? Like they kept him around for a reason. He's a UDFA. He wasn't. You know, they kept him around last year on the practice squad. This year, he made the roster out of camp. And one thing that we were talking about in the game, I brought this up uh, in a sideline report, is they're using Zach Bond more in the pass rush, and they needed to get more athletic on the edges. And it's something that he did well in college, and you kind of felt like he could always have been doing. But this year specifically, you really needed Zach Bond in a linebacker role. And with the loss of Caden Ellis, right, like he needed to step up in that Sam role, and I think what the what the Saints have kind of adjusted to is kind of what Dennis Allen talked about on Monday in the press conference is, you know, with Nephi Sewell playing so well in place of Pete Warner, it gives you some options in terms of when you want to go heavy, when you go against heavy looks, you can get Nephi Sewell on the field, maybe shift Mario over to Sam or Pete over to Sam, and you're able to get those three linebackers on the field. And that kind of opens up options for Zach Bond to be used in an edge rusher role. And it's just something that you're able to do a little bit more because of the emergence of Nephi Sewell. And he said that if, you know, the Panthers spent the entire game in, in sub packages on offense. So you weren't getting any heavy looks where you were, you were going to go to that kind of base personnel. You were going to spend the whole game in dime and nickel. Um, but I think that's something that as you go forward, right, you're going to get that a little bit more from the Giants this week. They're going to go heavy at times. You know, you're going to see that from the Falcons, right? Uh, in week 18, like you're going to have to be able to match up with some of those heavy looks. And I do think like Nephi is a guy who, you know, the Saints, if if you want to say anything about the Saints over the last few years in terms of development, they have found linebackers and developed them in ways that is really impressive. And, you know, that's why when a guy gets paid a kind of a ridiculous sum of money, you don't feel like, oh, we, we got to go. We got to, we got to, you know, find the money in the couch cushions to keep him around because you feel like you can go find a linebacker and develop them, and I think that's what you've got there with Nephi. We need to take a break. You are listening to the Saints Hour with Jeff Nowak, Saints sideline reporter here on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. With Saints sideline reporter Jeff Nowak here on the Saints Hour, Mike Austin, Jeff Nowak, and I was talking with Jeff Ireland earlier. Just, and I guess you know, maybe in week fourteen, maybe we could say this all the time, but it feels like a crazy kind of year. You have four teams at ten and three, and then you get sixteen. 16 at eight and five, seven and six, or six and seven. And to me, eight and five is a is a celebration season. Six and seven's not, but the 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 margin of error between those and that's 16 teams. That's a lot, man. It just feels like there's a there's a bunch in the middle that maybe some weren't expected to be there because they weren't expected to be very good, or some were not expected to be there because they were expected to be better, but it is what it is, and that's a that's a tough place to be in, but still not a bad place to be. Yeah, I think I, I tweeted it. I tweeted something similar to this today because I was curious and I looked it up. And it's like, it's the way I put it is 68% of current NFL teams are between eight and five and five and eight. Yeah. Which it's like, that's crazy. And then you think about, well, you know, even, even the teams outside of that, only four of them are below five wins. There's only one team in the AFC that has fewer than five wins, and it's the Patriots. And there's only three teams in the NFC, the Cardinals, Commanders, and Panthers, with fewer than five wins. So, like, it's not like 
you have a bunch of bottom of the barrel teams and then a bunch of teams battling it out in the middle. Like there's, it's very, there's a ton of parody and that's what the NFL wants. Sure. And that's what you have. And I think that's why when you're the saints and you look at it and you're like, what, is this really a disaster, right? Like you look around the league and show me all the teams that are, that are head and shoulders above us right now. And it just, that's just not the case. That's why you look at these final four games and you say, okay, can you make a statement? Can you show me something that, that, that put, that makes me feel like as you're in this pack, you're toward the top of it. You can't, you, because it's a big pack, right? You right. can't say, well, we're in it. You have to kind of figure out where are we in it? Are we at the bottom of those 16 teams? Because if you are, then that puts you in the bottom five of the of the NFL, right? Because right. there are only four teams below five wins. And so you kind of, you have to figure that out. And one of those teams that's coming in, one of those five win teams that's coming in is the Giants who have won three games in a row, right? And I think this is a good measuring stick game for the Saints to really kind of figure it out. Because you look at the Panthers, you're a 1-11 team, now 1-12. A win over them is like, it's the iceberg that you avoided. It's not, you didn't accomplish <laughs> anything. You just didn't sink. Now, so I think this next game is kind of more of a measuring stick game of like, that's a hot team coming in. Tommy Cutlets, Mr. DeVito. <laughs> it is know. such a story. I don't I don't think people are prepared for it. I, no, I, I don't think so either. You know what I mean? I mean, <laughs> I'm watching yesterday. I see his agent. I'm like, New York City, <laughs> three in a row. You know, Tommy DeVito. But I, don't, but I was talking to Jeff Ireland about it too. Guess what? Guy played college football at Syracuse in Illinois. It's not like he's thrown... His last three games is five touchdowns, no picks. He ran, is what worried me, 70 yards, 10 yeah. times for 71 yards last night. Didn't feel like the moment was too big at the end of the game. I mean, it, it kind of, it was a joke a few weeks ago. I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's so funny anymore, but you're right. I mean, Saquon Barkley, they're going to come in, you know, they're going to pound the ball. And until the Saints and, and Dennis Allen would say this, you know, tackle better in space and stop a team from running the football. They know what's going to happen. Yeah. And you know, Matt Burita is another guy who's going to, who's going to, you know, break some tackles. And, and it is funny, the perception of how well, uh, you know, Tommy DeVito played in that game versus how poorly quote unquote Derek Carr played in this game. Cause it's like, they basically played the same game, right? Like they, it's like avoid mistakes. Don't take any unnecessary risks come up with some big plays when you have chances to come up with big plays. Um, but the expectations are the difference, right? And it's like, you look at the giants and this is a fan base who's looking at a five and eight team and they're having a great time, right? right? They're, they're into it. And it's funny because, you know, like it, they are in a situation where, you know, you, you're like, well, maybe something crazy happened and you finish nine and eight and you sneak in. Well, they still got two games against the Eagles left. That's where we'll, we'll, we'll end this, right? Is can you do it twice? You know, they, they beat, they, they won against Tennessee and won against Carolina. Really should have beat Green Bay. Don't want to go there. But can you, at this juncture of the season, do it again? Go out there and get a win. I don't care how – this whole beauty, stylish thing, give me a break. I do not care. Yeah. Put Stack two wins together. Yeah, when you're on a three-game losing streak, it doesn't matter how you get that win. I'm sorry. Like, you just got to get that win. Like I said, it was the iceberg and you avoided it, right? No one's going to no one's gonna take you over to the side and say, great job not hitting the iceberg. But you know what happens when you hit it. And no one wants to see that either. So that's kind of where you are. One thing that I was looking at yesterday is like when you kind of look at the final month of the season here, it does feel like the odds ma- or the odds makers, the schedule makers did the Saints a favor to some extent, right? Like you're getting a, the Giants coming off a short week visiting you right here. You got to watch them play last night, which from a scouting perspective has to be at least somewhat helpful. Um, 
then you yes you have to go on a week to the west coast yes but it's also like if you had personally speaking if i had to pick one thursday night game that i kind of want to be on (laughs) it's the one that means i don't have to play on christmas eve I, i mean i don't think it's a competitive advantage but regardless i think you know from a from a player perspective they probably like that um and then but like more so than that you have 10 days off to get kind of rested and ready for your these final two division games that could decide you know the nfc south right so that's a heck of a time to get that mini buy and kind of lick your wounds a little bit but the thing is you gotta go win you gotta win this game to give yourself a chance and that rams game is gonna be tough but if you can get there on a two game win streak with a lot of momentum and who knows where the Rams are going to be, right? If they lose another right. game, they drop to six and eight. Yeah. They might not be feeling like this is the, this is a situation that they're not going to win the division because they can't because the 49ers are in it. So who knows what kind of Rams team you'll get in two weeks. You just got to make sure you get there at seven and seven. Right. right? And that's all you can think about right now. If you're the saints uh, is, is just find a way to beat the giants, beat a team that is very beatable but one that is playing well right now. Um, and I think they can, but they have to go out and put on a better performance than they did this past week. Right. Um, like that, you, you're not going to beat. Yeah. There might be two teams in the NFL you would beat. Everyone says you only beat the Panthers, but I think you would also beat the Patriots either way. Uh, you're not beating a good team or even an average team with the type of performance you put on on offense last week. So that's the key. If you can come out and play decent, who knows? Maybe you'll get Taysom back. Maybe you'll get Shahid back. I don't know, but this is kind of a gut check time. It's it's proved to me that you deserve to stick around. It's kind of how Alvin put it, right? It's like if you want everyone to stick around, if you want to keep playing with the people you're with, you know, from the receptionist to whoever, <laughs> you got to go win a game. Uh, and that's what it is this week. As always, appreciate your insight. Appreciate your time on the sidelines. Jeff Nowak, thanks for joining us, my friend. Talk soon. Yes, sir. That is our show coming up Sunday, the six and seven Saints against the five and eight New York Giants, noon on Sunday, Caesars Superdome. Thanks to Jeff Ireland and Jeff Nowak and to Charlie Long in the booth. We will look for you next week here on the Saints Hour on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.